You're listening to Project Oncology on ReachMD. Here's your host, Dr. Charles Turk. Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and joining me to discuss the evolution of treatment paradigms for chronic lymphocytic leukemia, or CLL for short, is Dr. Ehab Atala. Dr. Atala is a professor of medicine and the section head of hematological malignancies at the Medical College of Wisconsin Division of Hematology and Oncology. Dr. Atala, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Let's get started, Dr. Atala. What are the current frontline treatments available for CLL? So currently for Frontline treatment for CLL, we have several groups of drugs. First is chemotherapy and combination chemotherapy such as FCR or BR. And in all honesty, we rarely use chemotherapy up front currently with the excellent results we have with the newer drugs. The second group of drugs are the BTK inhibitors. And currently FDA approved for frontline, we have both ibrutinib and acalabrutinib. The third regimen commonly used is a combination of obinutuzumab with a BCL2 inhibitor, which is venetoclax, and that also has yielded great results. And because of the great results we have with the BTK inhibitors or with a combination of a BCL2 inhibitors, chemotherapy is rarely used frontline currently. As a quick follow-up to that, would you tell us a little bit more about how some of these combinations are being used to address CLL? In the frontline setting and in the relapse setting, combination therapy is frequently used. Currently, FDA approved is a combination of an antibody, either obinutuzumab or rituximab in combination with venetoclax, and both in the frontline setting and in the relapse setting has yielded excellent results. BTK inhibitors as single agent has also yielded great results in the treatment of both frontline and the relapse setting. And what's most interesting currently is a combination of a BTK inhibitor and venetoclax, which is currently in clinical trials, not FDA-approved yet. In my opinion, we'll get FDA-approved very soon because of the great results we have with this combination, both in the frontline setting and in the relapse setting. For those who's tuning in, you're listening to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ehab Atala about evolving treatment paradigms for chronic lymphocytic leukemia, or CLL. Switching gears a bit here, Dr. Atala, let's take a look at some of the emerging longer-term outcome data that are available. Starting with the Murano trial, what were the key findings? So just a quick reminder of what the Murano trial was. The Murano trial was a randomized study looking at bendamustine and rituximab, which was the standard of care at that point, comparing it to venetoclax and rituximab, again, in the relapse setting. And the results were really quite impressive for the rituximab and venetoclax combination. With that combination, more than 70, 75% of patients were able to achieve MRD negativity. And recently, there was a long-term follow-up paper published showing that more than 50% of patients continue to respond and not need treatments, which is very, very impressive in the relapse setting. Obviously, the results were better than using bendamustine rituximab, and not only better if we think of the toxicity comparing bendamustine rituximab with rituximab and venetoclax, significantly less toxicity with rituximab and venetoclax. So really, really great results with the Morano trial. And how about the CLL-14 trial? Would you tell us about those results? A quick reminder, again, on the CLL-14 trial, that trial was in the frontline setting and compared obinutuzumab with corambipil versus obinutuzumab with venetoclax. Again, more than 70% of patients achieved MRD negativity, which was great. And in the last European Hematology Association meeting, the five-year results were published. And at five years, 
60% of patients remained in remission. And if you think of how these results are great, given that the venetoclax and obinutuzumab were given for only a time-limited period, so treatment for only one year. So think of it, a patient with CLL newly diagnosed gets treatment for one year, no chemotherapy, and 60% of those patients have remained in remission five years out. Not only that, but also 20% of patients remained in MRD-negative state. And in patients with 17P deletion or P53 mutation, which is a high-risk group of patients, 40% of patients remained without disease progression. So quite impressive results for a time-limited therapy that also overall has toxicity. There's nothing for free. There are no drugs that don't have toxicity, but compared to chemotherapy, definitely less. So with all that in mind, how else might the findings from those and other trials change the outlook on treatment approaches for CLL? I think they definitely change a lot. We have more long-term data now for this combination. We've always had questions whether these excellent responses will hold up for our patients. And having a five-year follow-up on both Murano and on CLL-14 shows that these results are good. We can tell our patients that five years out, 60% of patients will not need treatment, which is very, very encouraging. In terms of a patient who would like to have a time-limited therapy, definitely an antibody, whether rituximab or obinutuzumab in combination with venetoclax is really the best choice for them. And as we come to a close, Dr. Atala, would you like to leave our audience with any final thoughts? I think we're in a great time for CLL treatment. Obviously, no one wants to have leukemia. No one wants to have treatment at all. But in terms of the options we have now and their toxicity, much, much better than before. And not only less toxicity, but better efficacy compared to standard chemotherapy. I'm really looking forward to the results of the trials where a combination of a BTK inhibitor and a BCL2 inhibitor, when we can have a readout of those results and possibly FDA approval, because in that case, our patients would be getting two pills, no infusions, and just open up the door more for different options for our patients, with, and they can have excellent results. That's well, a great way to round out our discussion on present treatment approaches for CLL. And I want to thank my guest, Dr. Ihab Atala, for joining me to share how CLL treatment paradigms are changing. Dr. Atala, it was great having you on the program. Thank you very much. This was an episode of Project Oncology. To access other episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Project Oncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.